Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with HR leaders from around the world. Time pipeline, sustainability, and succession plans have always been hot topics, but their importance has grown as organizations find themselves evolving much faster than ever before. Given the constant market and technological changes, the challenge for many organizations is to build a succession plan that's relevant and agile. I'm here with Stuart Robertson, Vice President of Human Resources for Coach Asia and Coach Europe, to discuss the future of succession planning in constantly evolving organizations. Hi there, Stu. Hi, Oscar. How are you? Good, thanks. It's um, great to speak with you today. We've known each other for many years now through your, your travels from the New York office uh, over to Japan and, and who knows where in the future. Tell us a bit about yourself and, and your role as a coach. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm based, as you said, I'm based here on assignment in Tokyo out of our New York headquarters. Um, my role with coach is, first of all, overseeing the HR teams that cover the Coach Asia and Coach Europe business units. Um, I also sit on our international business leadership team, and I'm the lead HR partner to our president of international group. I guess you know the nature of my role is largely your typical strategic HR business partner type of role, uh, and I, I guess our focus is very much on making sure we've got the right talent, culture, and organisation to help coach succeed. And it's fascinating that. You've got such a heavy-hitting international role based out of Tokyo, where we often see roles in Tokyo just look after Japan, whereas yours covers more or less half the world as a coach. I mean, how, how does that affect the way that you approach that, that role um, from Japan? Yeah, um, you're right. It's a very unusual role to be based here in Tokyo, and it's a role, it's a role that's evolved over time. Um, you know, I think what we're finding is uh, there are actually a few different centers for um, talent development here in Asia. I think your typical ones are Shanghai, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore. But we are seeing um, now an up-and-coming generation here in Japan. You know, they've definitely got things to offer to the organization. So for, for, for me, you know, being based here with our Coach Asia president um, makes a lot of sense for the meantime. Um, and, of course, we've got the usual things that we all do which with our evening and morning calls uh, to make the rest of the world work. <laughs> right. Well, I think this leads us nicely to our topic of today, which is sustainability. So let's talk about that um, in, your, uh, in your perspective. What, what, are the, what are the key elements of a sustainable succession plan? Yeah, I think that's a great question for us today. And, you know, as I, as I think about how even in my own career over the last, even the last 10 years, that, that question has changed a lot. I think the key elements that we've got these days is when we're thinking of a succession plan, we can't be thinking that we are developing plans for the next three years for an organization that's going to stay static over that time. The organization is going to change. So we need to be able to predict within a succession plan which roles are likely to change, which roles are likely to stay the same, and what sorts of future capabilities do we need to be developing towards as opposed to developing towards the current capabilities existing today. Yeah, it's like a, a moving target, right? And that, that must be like a big, a big chessboard when you're looking at um, not just one country, but multiple countries. How, how did you start to do that? How do you align the succession plan mm. um, you know, with these changing goals? And, and who owns the plan? Is it HR or is it the business? Yeah, actually, starting with that last question, I think that's an interesting one. Um, I, I think the textbook question that we would answer is um, the business owns it. Um, but in reality, I think it's actually both. I think um, what I've come to appreciate more recently is, you know, HR certainly has a functional, credible, functional, professional role to play 
um, in the organization as, as co-owners of this space. And um, in the same way that the head of marketing owns the marketing plan along with the, the, the business head, I think in the same way the head of HR owns the succession plan with the business head. I think though when it comes to um, talent planning and talent development, many organizations try and cover all things for all people. And I think the key here is if our goal is to try and put in place a, a succession plan for every role in the organization, and given your point, there's so many different countries, so many different variables, so many different people, I don't actually think that that's, a, that's an achievable task over the long term. So the key has got to be to find some focus within this big chessboard. I, I think the way to do this is, you know, first of all, you have to have a strategic workforce plan. And there's been a lot, particularly in the last five years, I think there's been a lot of press about strategic workforce planning. Simply put, I think it's, it's knowing where you think your organization is going to be in the next three years and what are the particular roles within your organization that are going to have the biggest impact on your success over that time horizon. And that, that may just cover anywhere from 20 to 50% of your organization. So I think my first, to, to your question, my first priority would be identifying those pivotal roles and making sure that we're focusing first and foremost on, on developing succession for those roles over, the, over a three-year time horizon. And then I guess in terms of how you do define those roles, that, that is, a, is a process of, um, of elimination. I guess when you, you come with your list, maybe the business comes with their list and, and you, you find out which ones are the, are the key roles that, that are in both lists. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, well, it, as, as with any of these discussions, I think, you know, there's a bit of politics, there's a bit of um, culture, there's a bit of, you know, egos involved. Um, we're all human beings in the meeting. Um, and so the, it, you know, it's kind of hard as, as, a, as a leadership team to, def, to define some roles are more important than others, but in reality they are. And um, I think, you know, for, for me, we simply ask, which are the roles that have the most disproportionate impact on the success of, of the business? Which are the roles where, you know, if you went without that person in that role for even a short time would start to, sh start to show a loss um, in the performance of the business? Uh, which are the roles that are very, very difficult to find, uh, that very rare skill set, and, and focus there. I think you've got to be able to differentiate that from many of the, the rest of the roles, which are still important and necessary for the organization, but don't have the same level of impact. Right. And so when you say workforce planning, so what, what actual um, specializations in HR are you, are you actually using uh, when you're doing this? Are you... Are you using the regular sort of organizational development skills? Are you increasingly using employee analytics? How do you go about putting it together a plan? I think that's a great question. Um, actually, both. I, I think fundamentally this is an OD skill set. I think you need to be able to actually, what I find interesting is when you first start the discussion with business leaders, your first question needs to be, what is the strategy of the organization? And it's always surprising to me how often even that is not clear. So, you know, I think it's a process of over the course of a couple of days with your key business leaders really identifying what it is that are going to be the differentiators in your strategy going forward and then seeing which roles are most likely linked to that. I think your analytics then come in to be able to diagnose, so what is the population like that's doing those sorts of roles? Um, you know, how close are people to retirement? Are we seeing any patterns there? 
is it is it more difficult to hire into these roles? Do we have longer time to fill rates for these particular roles? Uh, what sort of tenure do we have? What are the engagement levels like for people in these roles? Which then you can start getting some patterns that you're seeing. That's great. And so when it comes down to it then, and you look at your talents, and maybe you have a shortage in one particular area, like how does that mm. trickle down into an, a, an internal strategy versus an external strategy? Yeah, I, I think this is where this comes into the succession plan. So once you, know, once you have those, um, those roles identified, they should really be the focus of your kind of traditional talent planning meetings. Um, you know, and I think what we're looking to do, you know, in an, in an ideal world, which we all know we don't live in an ideal world, but at least we can aim for it. Um, what we're aiming to do is to kind of get our most highest potential people into those pivotal roles. You know, one question is going to be, um, what's our build or buy strategy for those roles? How many of those roles do we think we can fill internally? And that's simply looking at the number of people we feel have the potential and the flexibility to be able to fill those roles in the future. And then I think secondly, uh, where you see a gap, um, once you've done this exercise, it should, it should show up, you know, for, I don't know, four out of the ten roles, you've got a fairly good plan over the next two years, but for six out of the ten, you may have nothing. I think that's where you have to go to an external pipelining exercise. Well, thanks very much, Stu. I look forward to following that. Um, that was Stuart Robertson, VP of HR for Coach Asia and Coach Europe. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.